This is the Emergency Medical Minute. Real, raw, relevant emergency medical education. Please enjoy the show. Let's transition now into one of those realms in medicine that's kind of on the uh, bandit frontier, and that's synthetic marijuana. What happens when you take marijuana and you start playing as a chemist with all the different groups around it? What type of effects does it have on the body? And to give us that talk, we've got uh, my good friend Eric Vrzemnix, Dr. V, as he's known as Swedish. Okay who's going to come and educate us on synthetic marijuana. Thank you. So, I mean, what's life than just a big hustle, right? So I'm going to tell you a story about synthetic marijuana, which, is, I mean, man, they're just hustling backwards. Because this drug is something that started legal, seemingly safe, and now it's ended up heavily regulated, illegal, is incredibly dangerous. She's just doing it backwards, man. So synthetic marijuana, you might know it more commonly as K2 or Spice, and it's relatively young. It's only been on the market for about 10 years. And only five years ago was it made a Schedule 1 by the DEA. So relatively young. So what exactly is it? Was well, alluded to earlier, it doesn't refer to one drug, or even a couple drugs, but a group of drugs, or, me- or molecules, called cannabinoids. And these are most commonly related to THC. And it didn't exist until 1993. And what happened was, in the pursuit of kind of identifying how the natural cannabinoids affected the body, a chemist in Clemson, Dr. John W. Huffin, who I always call him McHuffin, um, synthesized the first synthetic cannabinoid. And this was a study of the endocannabinoid system. And this led to discoveries as such as the system that marijuana acts on is vital in our perception of pain, memory, even our immune system. So it's actually some fascinating stuff. And they were very prolific on their research. They synthesized nearly 400 or so of these synthetic cannabinoids. And that first cannabinoid that they synthesized was published, including how to create it. So time goes by, no one gives it a second thought until the late 2000s, specifically 2008. In Germany, 4,500 miles away, from Clemson, where those same compounds started creeping up in these small little pouches labeled potpourri. Names like K2 and Spice, and despite the manufacturer's best efforts, labeling clearly not for human consumption, people, God, man, they smoke that shit. (laughs) And synthetic marijuana is born. And It's kind of a fascinating story how something so quickly became scientific and for research purposes and morphed into a drug that could be abused. And if you're all about making that coin, and this is brilliant, because these drugs could be synthesized very cheaply, in China particularly. Nothing was regulated. You could make it to order and have it shipped to your country. No customs official was going to get in your way. There was no government regulatory agency that was going to be on your ass. So you basically had free reign to distribute this. And what did the first people do that started distributing it? Well, they tried to kind of 
build on that association with cannabis. And they sprayed the chemical onto dried herbs and leaves. So they weren't just replicating the physiologic effects, but also the physical appearance. And the popularity grew. And you can see why the connotation this is synthetic marijuana could grow, and people could have a false connotation this could be safe. And it became very popular. Just a year later, it hit the US. And you could literally walk into a gas station or a corner store and pick this stuff up. I mean, it was fully legal. Again, kind of providing a false sense of security to a lot of people that used it. So much so that in 2012, when the DEA finally made it, or some of these initial substances, illegal, uh, one out of 10 high school seniors had used it. And what's even crazier is that the majority of them felt that this drug had no significant side effects, that it was actually relatively safe. They actually had a worse view of marijuana than these synthetic marijuanas. So it's kind of quite remarkable. But it's certainly not as safe as it sounds. And while some of the effects are very similar to marijuana, you can feel a little euphoria, tachycardia, nausea, lightheadedness, there's some effects that are certainly not something we typically associate with marijuana. High blood pressure, right? We're usually seeing low blood pressure. Sometimes people have intense paranoia or psychoses, think they're possessed by the devil, think that others are too, think it's the end times, right? That's crazy. That's not a good trip. <laughs> Some people get very agitated and go on rampages. People can have significant injury to their vital organs, have acute kidney failure, strokes, heart attacks, and it's been attributed directly to deaths. And not just, oh, I think I'm the devil, I shot myself in the head, but actually, like, I had a heart attack and died. So it's some scary stuff. <laughs> so it's kind of phenomenal when you, when you see this drug and how destructive is all these symptoms. What on God's earth, why do people use this? Well, there's a couple of reasons. And one is that for quite a while, it doesn't show up drug tests, right? So people that might value the legal or, I guess, weighing the health risks to be worth it compared to the legal risks might use this if they're facing a drug test of some sort. I think an interesting place where you see this pan out is actually in the NFL. So the NFL in 2016, end of last year, finally put synthetic marijuana as a banned substance. Marijuana had been in on that list for years. And if you look back over the last five, six years or so, there's a lot of players who got in trouble with law enforcement using synthetic marijuana. And you think, okay, these people are making a lot of money. They have a lot of resources. Why are they subjecting themselves to all these health risks? Well, probably to escape some of the harsh marijuana policies that the NFL had, which is quite fascinating. <clears throat> and another reason is that it's incredibly cheap, right? So think about how it's made. You don't have to wait for plants to mature. You don't have to process them at all. You don't have to smuggle them, initially at least. So this drug could be delivered to the consumer at a very affordable price. You didn't have to go through all those other processes. And compared to even states that have legalized recreational marijuana, it's still incredibly affordable. And we're talking fractions of the cost. In Colorado, it can be half as much or less. And states that marijuana is illegal, well, you, if you can get high for a couple bucks, 
and that's all you have? You want to escape reality? Well, maybe it's worth subjecting you to those health risks. Sorry. So unfortunately, it's not a drug that's probably ever going to go away. Another reason, and I, I gotta bring this up because it's just awesome, is that there were some fantastic marketing names for the drugs. I mean, K2 and Spice is what we hear about the most, right? But it's like Scooby Snacks, Funky Monkey. Don told me his favorite was Shagadelic, what was it, Shagadelic Erotic Incense? Where is he? Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, There's one called Pandora's Box Reborn. And like, in the spirit of a Yelp review, <laughs> I was reading some online forums, and the rating for that was, all caps, three words, horrible, lethal, deadly. But my personal favorite is Asshat. I'm not a romantic like Don. Um, and uh, it had the review of uh, one hit a quitta on that same website. So that's probably what I would go with there. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I mean, we're going to backtrack a little bit because we think about, well, how can you have such of these wild effects? We talked about kind of why people might do it, but why do people have sometimes some mild reactions and sometimes severe reactions? Well, it all goes back to the process of how it's made. You know, these cannabinoids very widely. No one tells you what's in these when you buy them. And the labs that are synthesizing them are constantly tweaking their molecules to stay above the law. And the initial cannabinoids that were produced, especially in that lab initially that were replicated in Germany, were sometimes binding 100 times stronger than THC. So you can see how those effects would be vastly different. Also, just think about the purity of that. You know, these people are probably a little shady. You, know, so you don't know what you're going to get. They're mixing with solvents, all sorts of other crap. So you don't know what you're smoking necessarily, you don't know what else you're smoking. And then the other thing is, well, they sprayed on these little dried herbs and leaves to make it look like pot. And what's that all about? And I was kind of reading some articles about this happened, and it's literally like, kind of, I'm imagining it, like some old guy on their lawn on a Sunday morning, or maybe a Sunday evening with a beer, just like spraying it, you know, some water. Oh shit, did I do it over here? And you're gonna get wildly different concentrations over here and here and here, so you pick up this packet of popperina for human consumption, you pick up this one, and they're gonna be completely different highs. And that's what leads to things like, a month ago, I don't know if you heard about the guy that plowed through all those people in Times Square about a month ago. And that wasn't a terrorist attack, that was someone that was supposedly high on K2. He thought it was the end times. And for him, it was, unfortunately for one other person it was. And also, and New York City for some reason has a huge problem with it, but it led to 6,000 people being hospitalized in 2013, coming to EDs. In one day, in like a small little, you know, couple block radius, from apparently where there's some bad shit, 33 people got taken to the hospital. So this can still some dangerous stuff that people are seeing out there. And it's also less led to some more humorous topics, or I guess titles, such as why does synthetic marijuana turn people into zombies? Because there's some videos out there, if you YouTube it, of people just kind of stabbing candatonic like this. For a while, it's quite humorous, but also my favorite title, my favorite headline is Man Smokes Synthetic Marijuana Fights Toddler. And I don't think you can beat a topic like that. <laughs> so it's quite amazing. 
So anyways, that's it actually. So that's a whirlwind tour, right? We're hustling backwards. We're starting legal and now we're getting unlegal and people are finding toddlers and all sorts of crap. So man, synthetic mic and marijuana. Some fucked up shit. (laughs) 